Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the Gallant View Rangers podcast. My name is Mason Stewart and I'll be your host this evening. So it looks like we're on the brink of a new manager, um, which is exciting. So we'll be coming on to that. But before we do, let's introduce tonight's guest, the two Davies, starting with Davey T. <laughs> How are you, Davey? Yeah, great, thanks. Um, just sort of a watching my, my home team getting put out the World Cup, I think. We're away, it looks like 1-0 for Spain with about 15 minutes to go. So I think there's going to be pandemonium going on here tomorrow. So that'll be quite funny. But, uh, well, we've we'll we'll got some things to talk about with Rangers, so we'll we'll start with that anyway and uh, go on with it. Yeah, no, we will definitely be touching on the on the World Cup uh, towards the end, Davey, for sure. And, yeah, Germany looked like they're out, which, to be honest, I think everyone's quite pleased about that. <laughs> Davey P, not been on for a while, are you, Davey? Yeah, I'm good, Mason. Yeah, uh, good to be back on to see you. And I think what I said last time when we were, you know, in the death throes of uh, Geo, it was uh, not. A, it was not a question of uh, when, if. Sorry, it was when, and I think the same is now true of Michael Beale. It's not a question of if; it's just when. So, it's and it's looking like tomorrow. So, yeah, it's. Exciting times because, uh, but he's got a big job ahead of him. There's no doubt about that. So it's not going to be, uh, you know, click these fingers and it all will be sweetness and light. There's a lot of hard work, but hey ho, we. Uh, it's as I said in my moniker. It's a new beginning, so I'm hoping that Michael. It's going to be absolutely crucial the, the next uh, few weeks in terms of you know getting the right staff in. So we've got to get cut the guy a wee bit slack in terms of what we expect of them straight away. So we, we have to calibrate our expectations. So, But I'm quite prepared to do that. 
Before we sort of come on to, to, to Michael, Bill, Davy P, you, you obviously haven't been on last week um, when, when Gio, well, this week when, when Gio got, got, got the sack. So what, what was your sort of thoughts on, on that? And, and, and was it a surprise that he, 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 he's, you know, he's no longer a Rangers manager? No, it was no surprise. I think he was, uh, it was inevitable, you know, from some of the results. I think it was an accumulation. I think the tipping point was probably the Liverpool game. It was for me anyway. In terms of you know the going to Parkhead, the just the, the way we set up, the way we approached the whole game, uh, so that was his, the domestic football, and then when we uh, got to the Champions League, and you, you know tip your hat to him, you know for getting us there and the away tie at PSV, which was a big hurdle, but we got over that. But in terms of his approach in the Champions League, you know right from the outset, from Ajax away, it just looked like we just did not believe it. We just looked like we we. We didn't belong there. You know, it was like going through the motions with lack of ambition. Uh, and then when we got to Liverpool at Ibrox, the ceiling came in. That was just a catastrophe. And I think from that moment on, we 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 realised this, is this isn't going to fly. And the domestic results which surrounded that, you know, in terms of Livingston, uh, St. Johnson, it, it, we are not as consistent as we need to be domestically, because we need to be competing. It's as simple as that. So if he's not going to get Rangers to that standard, then uh, it was inevitable that Gio was going to go. I'm, I'm glad the board, you know, saw sense and moved, you know, within this the World Cup break to make it, because I think there was probably a temptation to uh, kick the can down the road. But uh, I think the Rangers support had pretty much made up their mind that... Uh, there was no longevity in, in Giovanni von Bronckhurst. It just wasn't going to fly. The league this year is going to be a challenge, but you would say, well, never say never. But uh, well, but we just the pressure is on Michael Beale straight from the start. But I, we have to, uh, as I said, kind of ease up on our expectation here. There's going to have to be a lot of changes at Ibrox to get this thing back on the rails. So I, I'm prepared for that. I'm in for the long haul. Davey T, um, let's come on to Michael Bill then. I know that you was said that you wanted him fairly early um, and you said that he would jump at the chance uh, if Rangers come calling after, even though he said that, you know, turning down the Wolves job only, what, a month ago and said that loyalty and integrity were two big things for him, but it looks like he's going to be coming uh, back to Rangers. So so what's your sort of thoughts on this? I can see some comments coming in about Michael Bill already. What, what is your overall feeling that, uh, of Bill? Well, I've just been uh, reading between the lines and things that he'd been saying before. Uh, I knew that he, he loved Scott, he loved Rangers. I knew that he loved he, where he lived in, in Scotland. Um, and it was just easy to, to know that if, if, if the Rangers did come calling, that, that he would have jumped at the chance. Of, I could see that a mile away. And, well, it looks like we're going to get him. Hopefully the fans will get behind him. For me, the first thing he's got to do is get the players a lot fitter than they were. I think that was Gio's big uh, turnaround, that he, that he just lost the fitness of the players. And then he lost. I mean, there's all sort of rumours about a fight in Portugal or whatever, things like that. That uh, he had a fight with the players. Uh, but we're moving on from Gio. By the way, Gio wrote a a, a, a note today on the yeah on his website, 
Uh, so I'll, I'll read it out. The opportunity to manage an institution like Rangers is a privilege which very few are afforded. As a former player, I understood the responsibility and the magnitude of the task. My backroom staff and I worked with energy, passion, and were driven with a belief that we could achieve amazing things. We treated our roles with respect, optimism, and determination. We experienced some incredible highs, especially on our European journey to Seville. Winning the Scottish Cup for the first time in over a decade and qualifying for the group stage of the Champions League is something I am very proud of. The passion of our support drove us on to achieve those wonderful memories. For that, I am forever grateful to every single one of you who travelled near and far, spent your hard-earned money and never gave up supporting our team. This season, like every year at Rangers, the first priority is domestic success. I understand that the hurt when wins become draws and worse when we experience defeat. That isn't acceptable at a club of Rangers standing. No one understood that and felt that more than I did. I faced unique challenges and some very difficult circumstances to operate in. Rangers FC will always be in my heart and I wish the club all success for the future. Once a Ranger, always a Ranger. Well, that was his statement. Um, I, I think the big thing is that, um, where he said, I face challenges and some very difficult circumstances. I think yeah. we'll, we'll have a go at filling that in, um, what yeah. he meant there. Did he mean the board? Did he mean uh, injuries? Obviously, could have come into it. Um, don't know whether that's a wee swipe, but uh, I'll let you you have a your say in that one. I Dave, can I first of all can I can I first of all challenge the authenticity of, of that? Because <laughs> if that was properly geo, there'd have been about two thousand A's in there, and there wasn't <laughs> one. I'm I'm just glad to get through it. Maybe I thought I'm gonna make a mug of this reading this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but Davey, in all seriousness, I think there is a little dig there. At, at, at the ball, I, I do think that there is a little, there is a little, little throw out there, and, and, and I think it's fairly, you know, fairly obvious that that okay, there was a lot of injuries, um, but I do think that there were certain players that Gio wanted to bring in, like Gerard, by the way. And this is the worry for me with Bill coming in, and 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 and, and David T, I'll, I'll come, uh, David P, I'll come to you, you on this one. Bill's leaving a job, uh, a very safe job, I, I think, at QPR. Um, to come to us, he ne surely he's coming with with you know the, the board saying you're going to get money in January, you're going to get money in the summer, but enough money to sort of build on 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 what you know him and Gerard both built um, previously. That the, you know the reason for Gerard going was uh, you know as we know he, he didn't get back to the transfer market. Bill said he was really surprised with the boards. You know in an interview with BT Sport, and anyone that hasn't seen it, I, I recommend watching it. Um, he said he was surprised with the, the budget that, that we had at the time. He, he thought it would be more. So it, it's, I find it such a weird one that, that Michael Bills turned down Wolves, in, you know, in a Premier League job, you know, and the finances that involved with that, you know, to, to then, you know, a month later to come to us. I, I, I know I know, I understand that he loved his time at, at Rangers and he loved living in Scotland, but I just, you know, I, not, not to leave the QPR job at all. I just think, to, to, to not take that Premier League job and then to take our job and there's no guarantees that the funds are going to be there. 
Mason, there's no doubt about it. This is a huge gamble for Michael Beale. There's, but I'm hoping that Michael Beale, I mean, I'm sure he'll, he'll be at Ibrox and, and as part of the conversation with, with the boards, that he will get some copper bottom guarantees as to what, what level of backing he is likely to receive because he would be setting himself up for a huge fall. And which is why, you know, when in Geo references, you know, difficult conditions, I, I'm absolutely astonished that Giovanni Van Bronckhurst would not have been given similar guarantees and, and you know, a, a, an absolute central role in player selection. Because if my understanding of this is correct, then Ross Wilson is the chappy who will identify, you know, players and then go sign them and then hand them over to Gio to then make it work. I just find that absolutely incredible. I, I really do. I just, and if Michael Beale is, is going to take the job on that basis, then he has got a real job in his hands because Rangers board should be, you know, come up with the money. Here's the, and, and give Michael Beale the guarantee of here's here's the kind of level of funding you can expect to see. Here's you know not down to three decimal points detail, but certainly in terms of broad brush terms, there would be some sort of budget. Some number will have to be mentioned, which Michael Beale, he knows he's working with him. And then it will be up to Michael Beale to identify the players that he needs and if he can get them in at the budget, which the board will back him to. So if we can sell players, you know, obviously that will move things on a wee touch. But I'm sure they will be having an honesty, honest you know, conversation, look him in the eye and say, here is the job, are you prepared to do it? So there's no doubt about it, it's, it's a huge challenge for Michael Beale and a huge risk because he's not taking the easy option here. Because as you've just said, you know, he had the job at QPR, where he wouldn't be under the same pressure. He had the opportunity to go to Wolves within the Premier League with probably a far higher budget than Rangers will offer him. And he is, uh, if, if we're what is correct, and, and we're led to believe that tomorrow he will be appointed, then uh, you have to say, well done, Michael Beale, because uh, he's taking on some challenge here, and good luck to him. We'll all be behind him, but I would I would implore the Rangers support, you know, that this isn't going to, uh, you, you know, there's no bloody magic lamp where he's going to rub it, and I grant you three wishes. It's going to be the long haul here. We need to stay with him, because, but we what we've seen of Michael Beale in the past at least we know we're going to move away from, you know, the, the safe football, the, the kind of low-risk stuff that Gio got us into, which uh, is just not the required model for, for the Scottish Premier League. When we're going to Easter Road, when we go to Pataudry, you know, most away games, to be honest, and, and it almost seems like, you know, we want to play on the, the counter-attack. Mm-hmm. Rangers shouldn't be playing in the counter-attack against anyone in, in Scottish football, so... I'm hoping that, and Michael Beale knows that. So he, the good the good news for us is that he knows exactly what he's getting into. I'm just hoping that the whatever detail he has ironed out with the board will satisfy him that he can do the job, and uh, we kick off tomorrow. Yeah, and and just on a, on a comment there from Curry saying, you know, have QPR have any players that would fit into to Rangers? They've they've got a good attacking player that plays out on the left as well, uh, Chris Willock, which is Joe Willock brother that plays for, for Newcastle. He, he's out of contract. He's a young, young player. I think hopefully your Premier League club are linked, but um, it'd be good good to snap him up on that left side if, if Ryan Kent's not here. Uh, but yeah, I think you make some really good points there, there Davian. 
I'll be honest. I, I think you two are, you know, quite pleased with, with Bill. I'm, I'm very much not, not sure. I think someone posted, and I've said previous um, pods that Sean Dyche was my first sort of choice. Um, but again, that, that's a gamble. And any any manager we, we get, we go for, you know, it is a gamble. That's just that's just where we're at. The big worry I've got for Bill is that he he comes in and he backs these players that have let us down time and time again. I think if he's coming in, he needs to come in and clean the slate as, as a new, as a manager that didn't know them players. Um, I've heard a couple of rumours, and I don't know how true they are, that he's been texting, you know, the players quite a lot um, over the last few few weeks. And, and, you know, I just hope he doesn't come in and, you know, we see the same same faces again next season. I think it, it's time for a rebuild and, and he's got to be really strong on that because otherwise, you know, it just won't work. David T, what, what, what's your thoughts on that? On, on him coming in and he knows the players which is great but he does need to come in and, and make some changes as well Well I think that the getting the players that are there now playing again I think that, that's a, that'll be his first job get them fit maybe a wee trip out to Ghislaine Sands for a couple of weeks uh, I'll, I'll help him but um, no I, th- I think that's uh, and, and I think it was James Tony or something like that said this, his style was murder, and it was. The way he played football, it just wasn't very good to watch. It was, it was boring, and uh, I mean, you, we're just keeping the ball while we're kicking along the back until there was maybe one movement up front. And I don't know whether he was stifling on the likes of Kent, but I mean, if you come in, remember the the number two, uh, Mackay said uh, tricks are for the circus and not for the foot on the football field. I mean, I think that's a lot of crap. If you can beat somebody with a trick, why not do it? I'm a, I'm a wee bit. I remember the, the I can't remember the guy's name that that done the butterfly kick uh, when he when he played was on the loan and he he done the butterfly and everybody went mad because he had done that. I don't understand it. If you can beat a player that way, why not? Why don't use it? But, um, he did. The, the players regressed. That's that's for sure. And I'm I'm ninety percent certain it was down to fitness. But I mean, if you look at the way uh, Morelos was, Morelos was, has never been fit for the whole season. Uh, I mean, I, I think he had as big a gut as I've got, which is saying a lot. But um, no, it's it's that that's his first thing: getting the players fit, getting them, get t- talking to them, and obviously something had happened with Gio and the players. That's that's I think that's pretty obvious yeah. because they weren't playing for him anymore. So he needs to get that sorted out, get the players playing for him. And I think there's a lot he can do with the squad that he's already got. Obviously, it'll be to the end of the season because I agree totally with you that uh, at the end of the season, players need to be moved on and new players brought in. I, th- I think every team's got a, a sort of a sell-by date. And I, th- I think we've, 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 we should do that. And I think that's the times now. Whether the board are giving them money or not, I don't know. Um, I say I, I don't know. I don't really understand these uh, FIFA financial rules that are that are sort of a, we weren't allowed to buy players because we, we had reached the top of our limit. And I don't really understand that. I mean, how can Barcelona be billions in the in the in the red and still be able to buy players, and yet we're we're a couple of million down and we can't buy players? I, I, don't, I don't understand what the rule is there that, that allows Barcelona to be. Billions and and euros in the in the in the red and still buy players. I don't understand that. But as as, as Davy says, the, the the big thing if if Ross Wilson is going to be 
bringing in the same players of the class that he's been bringing in in the in the, the, the past, then we're not going to get any better very quickly. So that needs to be sorted out as well. There needs to be sorted out that we bring in players that are worth uh, playing for Rangers and not players that uh, are, are filling numbers and, and don't look as if they're ever going to be good Rangers players. The, the biggest the biggest thing for me with, with Michael Bill with, with him coming in is he needs to get his backroom staff absolutely spot on. Um, something that you just alluded to there, Davy, about uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and, and and I think his backroom team was 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 all wrong. You're sort of looking at Dave Voss coming from the Ajax youth, uh, Roy McClay. You know he didn't add anything, and you you know the, look at the career he had as well, and they're just you know sitting there and. And and the, the other guy that got Bowley, who who his comments on, on Twitter this week about Gerard, um Gio was sacked because you know of his own success, which I hope he's going as well because he's come and we've got even worse. So David P on on um, Bill's backroom staff, there, there's there's everyone's debating this at the moment whether you know we should get Neil McCann in, Kevin Thompson, um, you know, are, are two of the names, the Scottish things. Now, I, I, I would like, you know, a, a Rangers connection there. I, I, I would like that. Um, but it's not essential. I just think we need to get people in that, that are well suited. You know, the two that, that I'd love to see back at, at the football club with Bill would be Jordan Milsom and Tom Coleshaw. Because uh, Coleshaw were the set pieces. Um, we, we, we hardly score from set pieces and we concede. From 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 a lot of set pieces, so I would love Coleshaw back. And Milson was was big on the fitness, and, and David T's already touched on on the fitness, and, and I think there is a lot to it, just more than fitness personally. But but them two would be two I'd love to see back at, at the football club, and and, and they're both left Villa with Gerrard, so they they are it's, it's a case of whether they want to come back or not. But what, what's your sort of thoughts on 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 Bill? You know, he's only twenty games into his management, so a bit of experience with him is essential. Well, he knows he's he's been around Ibrox, so he he pretty much knows what he's getting involved in, you know. But he's now going to be the man, you know. So he will be uh, all the the spotlight will be very much on him. Uh, who his backroom staff is, I I'm I will pretty much leave up to him. You've just got to trust the guy, you know. So if we're if we're giving him the job and the Rangers board, you know, are satisfied, he's the correct man to do it. Then uh, hand it over to Michael Beale and let him get on with it. And, and the same with the players, because, you know, I mean, texting the players, I wonder, uh, I would, I'd love to see what was in those texts. I mean, hopefully it's a, a nightmare coming your way because the, the squad that are there at the moment, I think pretty much as is, is, is I've put on, my, on the screen, it's pretty much a new beginning because, you know, whatever those players did in the past, they did in the past. And, and as we all know, you know, you're only as good as your, your last pass, I think, as, as Richard Goff put it. So... They're pretty much it's a it's a clean slate, you know. We've got uh, you you will be judged on on how you perform. So we're not really interested in how you performed, you know, two years ago, three years ago. It's what you do from here on in and what you contribute. Because what I expect of Michael Beale and and I, and I pray to God that he will be completely ruthless in going through the current staff and going through the backroom staff. Whoever's not up to the job, then you know we. Say we love you like a brother, but get to fuck, because we need to put in place the proper structure to get the to get a successful Rangers team on that pitch, and we we do whatever's required to do that. So it's not an old pals act. I'm not asking you know Michael Beale to come in and give Tav a hug and say, oh Christ, how much I've missed you. 
enough. We don't want any of that stuff. We want to come in and say, right, wh who can I work with? Who has to go and be t be brutal? I want them to be absolutely ruthless. And that's what I expect from Michael Beale starting tomorrow. That, that's going to be the intriguing thing, uh, thing Dave, in it, because we've seen Bill, in, you know, you know, the players have spoke about how big Bill is on the training pitch and, you know, tactics, and he'd done a lot of the analysis. And, and Gerald was the, the you know, the, the front man that took team talks and and, and and was the front of it, really. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, Bill comes in and he makes his own changes um, to it because he's obviously looking at it and thinking, I want to do this my own way. And I kind of, you know, had a laugh yesterday that, that, that Bill must have had his eye on this job as soon as sort of Gerard left, really. Um, so, you know, I think it's something that, that when you listen to him, he's obviously got his own ideas about it. David T, what, what is it, you you know, you go back to, to how we played under Gerard and, and, and the 55 season, which was, which was very good. But you also go back to, to last season, which at the start of last season, it was four points clear, but we had a lot of games at home we drew. The performances weren't great. We, we, we went a bit stale. You, you go back to the Malmo, uh, the, the feats that, that we had. So, so what is it, you know, that, that Bill can can bring to this team, um, you know, and and take it forward? Because there, for me, there is still a worry that if he goes back to that the same formation and the same tempo that we had previously, we're just going to see 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 more of the same. I think it's really important that he takes it on. Yeah, well, I've said in the past, fitness is a the big thing, and and as we discussed last week, uh, I don't think David was David was here when we discussed it. Um, I still think that Rangers should have their own fitness coaches. I don't think a, a, a trainer should be allowed to bring in fitness coaches. I think we should have, what is it, they call them sports science people employed by Rangers. And Rangers say, listen, we'll make sure your players are fit. This is what we're, we're going to give you. And then it's up to you to put the football side to it. Rangers should should take the fitness of players into their own hands, and I think bringing in five six player five six people that we've got to pay off if the manager doesn't uh, doesn't fit in, then I think it's ridiculous. I mean, what was it we're paying now four and a half million or something like that is the words that, that people are saying um, to to pay off a full team. I, I think that's ridiculous. As I say, we we should be we should have basic fitness uh, sports science people in to get the fitness side of it done. Um, I've sort of lost what your question was now, but um, it's just going back uh, to the time under Bill and Gerard, just the way they played. You know, uh, yeah. everyone keeps you know looking at the positives, and there was plenty of positive, but there was also a lot of negatives as well. And I'm just interested to see how Bill's gonna really, you know, make this his own and make it successful. Well, what, what I'm what I'm worried about, I mean, I shouldn't be worried already, but is I hope that we get the Gerard fight. In Bill, I hope uh, either he brings it, either he gets that himself, or he uh, he brings in a number two that's got this sort of a Gerard fight because I think most of the the fighting talk came from Gerard at that time. I think uh, Bill was uh, was was a sort of a strict strategian, <laughs> and uh, I think uh, that's hope. I hope that we're not going to miss that 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 sort of a get out there and, and get into them talk because that, that's something we need as well. It's something that, that I think that's what Gio missed. I don't think that he, he had that in him. 
And I think that's a big, uh, I mean, we all say, we all say uh, uh, certain things that other managers say. We, we should be hanging that up in the dressing room wall. We shouldn't have to hang it up, things up in the dressing room wall. That should be in us. That fight, go out and fight and, and get into them. And that that's what I hope that Bill gets, because I don't know whether that's in him. Uh, and it's certainly something that he needs to bring in his team if, if, if we, when, even when he comes. Although I think it's pretty certain he's coming now. Yeah, yeah it looks like it's going to happen. I've just I've seen a tweet there from from uh, Alex Crook of TalkSport saying he's heard it's a done deal and he is quite on the pulse with these things, um, you know, at TalkSport. So, yeah, I think it, whether it's today or, uh, sorry, tomorrow or Tuesday, it, it's, it's going to happen. And I can see, you know, the QPR fans are absolutely fuming um, that, that he, he's away, which is always a good sign, Davey P, that, that when when you know I know they've I think they've not won in the last five, um, and and it was after he was at Ibrox obviously a month ago um, for the Aberdeen game, um, and David I want to actually ask you do you think there was more to it him being at Ibrox that day or do you just think it was you know a coincidence that that, that was planned months before? I think being the the realist you know there would have been there would have been some level of conversation even if it was you know almost pretend, you know, I we speak in jest, but we're actually really speaking seriously. You know, someone at iBooks would have sounded him out, would, if this offer were ever, you know, imagine the scenario, Michael. Could you see the day, you know, and all that, that's just a nod would have done it, I'm sure. So I think pretty much they knew that Michael Beale was, would be available should uh, Geo crash and burn, which which after that Liverpool game is uh, is when he crashed and burned because that night I mean I've been at Ibrox going to Ibrox a long time uh, I can't recall a single instance where Rangers players on the pitch chucked it they just they they uh, just didn't have it anymore they folded as a team they were no longer a team it was every man for himself don't give me the ball I just want out of here which is just completely unacceptable, which is why that that moment, I mean, there were some clues leading up to that, but that night, that was Gio's team out there and he didn't have enough over that team for them to continue to fight that night. They just gave in and that for me is unacceptable. And we saw in the 55 season, which I'm hoping Michael Beale will restore, will be that, you know, we we relentless, I think, was what we, we titled it as. And we went after everyone, you know, home and away, we were eventually unbeaten throughout the whole season. So that level of commitment. So I think it's, it's, it's rather shameful, you know, that we have to question the commitment of professional football players who have been paid a healthy salary and they're out there, you know, live on TV in the, in the Champions League and they just th- they just threw the towel in, which is completely unacceptable. And and I think that's what for me that's what done for Gio. That was that was just not on that that level. And and he'd pretty much set them up as an ex- with the excuses, you know, straight from the Ajax game when we can't compete. I know that there was kind of some discussion over as to whether he was taking out a context or not. The very fact that he mentioned it was good enough, and the the, the fact that Gio never once came off, you know. Went back to the went to the press and actually told them what exactly what he thought of them, which he should have done that night because telling he should have told those players publicly that, that that level of performance is simply unacceptable. He didn't do it. He just kept protecting them, protecting them. And I, I 
I think he was far better at protecting them than they were at protecting him. Because uh, I think, as David's just said, I don't think they were. He had lost the dressing room. I don't think they, they were playing for Gio. I think no. there was a, a lack of respect. There was something missing anyway. I don't know whether the, they had a, a, a wee fallout over tactics or something, in, but wh- whatever happened, you could see on the pitch that, that weren't quite connected. And tomorrow, hopefully, we can flush all that out. We get Michael Beal in. He knows the, the, some of the players that are there. But I, I'm hoping that that's not going to protect him, just that he's familiar with them. They will be based on their performances. That, that's what I expect of Michael Beal, or, or any Rangers manager for that matter. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right, David. And you go back to that Liverpool game. That, that was where Gio completely was done. And, and I think there was performances before that, to be honest. I think, you know, the yeah. Ajax going away, I think, you know, that was three days after the, the performance away at Parkhead and we was even yeah. worse at, at Ajax, I think. But what I, I do agree with you in terms of, you know, he never threw the players under the, under the bus when he should have because, by the way, I'm not letting the players away with this. And this is why I say Bill needs to come in. He needs to put an arm around a few and he needs to get, he needs to get them playing because we're not going to be able to sign a whole new squad in January. But he needs to be, you said it as well, ruthless. He needs to come in and be ruthless with them. And he needs to go, right, you done... I, th- I think that the problem is, and I th- Bill did say this in, in his interview with BT a few weeks ago, that he knew some of the players that are still at Ibrox now, They what, what they'd done with 55, that was as far as they were going to be successful with us. And he, and he yeah. said that. But the problem we had, we didn't get the back in that summer from the board. And obviously the results against Malmo was probably the main reason why we didn't we didn't go and get a couple of quality players to, to kick it on. But he says, so, so so they went into that season. So I do like that vibe that, that he said, you know, he knows that. And I hope, I really hope he does come in and, and, and he rips it up because yeah, I think it needs it because these players done it, done it under Gerard as well, you know, even before that. Um, you know, we, we see the, the performance, of, you know, in the Scottish Cup uh, semi-final last season, uh, the League Cup final against Hibs. So, so it's not, it's, you know, this is this is a thing with these players. And, and, and yeah, Gio completely lost the dressing room. Whatever, you know, there's rumours now coming coming out that what happened in Portugal and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But not being funny, if you're a Rangers player and you're pulling on that that blue jersey, that that's that shouldn't, you know, that that sh- you should still give your all. And and they didn't. So, 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 so David T, I'll, I'll bring you you in on this. What's your sort of thoughts on, on, on what me and David were, were sort, sort of saying there in terms of, 
you know, the pl- the players. And, 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 and yeah, he does need to get an arm around few and, and, and maybe, you know, we've, you've got players like Kamara we've all moaned about, but he did play his best football under, under Gerard and Bill. You've, you've got Ryan Kent there as well. But, th- but then again, are we just hoping for the same, w- what we've been doing over the last sort of two or three years anyway, in, instead of just, you know, ripping it up? Well, against uh, PSV, Kamara was, was absolutely brilliant, wasn't he? That, that was probably one of his best games in the Rangers shot. But to go on from what you were saying about the, I mean, after the Celtic game, we, we, we lost about 11 goals in three games. We, we lost to Celtic, we lost to Ajax, and then we lost 3 0 to, to the, the Italians, uh, Napoli. Um, so that was 11 goals in three. And then, then we went on to the, the I'm not even going to say it, that tanking against Liverpool. Uh, and, and yeah, just to keep saying, that, uh, that we're just not at that. We've not got the players to go to that level. Well, I mean, the, we beat Dortmund, and they were that they their Champions League level. We, we we've beat uh, other the Leipzig. We beat uh, they they at that time were top German uh, level. So I mean, I, I don't know where they got that from. All of a sudden, bringing the players down that you're 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 not good enough. Yeah, I mean, if, if I go into a park, I, I would be telling the players, you are good enough. That, I think you could go it the other way about. But and, and hopefully Bill comes in and uh, that, that, that that's where I think uh, Gio was went wrong. They, 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 he just couldn't. But after the, that run of results, he just couldn't couldn't get, keep that up. And eventually, I mean, even even, uh, even if he'd have sort of a hung up around, after one or two results... I mean, he couldn't have been enjoying his job himself. I mean, if you go to work every day and you know that everybody hates you being there, there's nothing worse. I mean, I've I've, I've worked with bosses before. That, that, I mean, I wasn't the easiest person for a boss to be, to, to be honest. But um, I, I, I think he did. I, I think he he will get he'll get the players around him again. I, I think they like playing for him. They enjoyed playing for him. Uh, as I say, I, I still believe that he done most of the hard work for Gerard. There, there, there's rumours that Gerard did hardly done anything. They hardly was hardly on the training ground. I don't know how much that is true or not, but um, but um, I, I think he's got to bring in. I, I would let him bring in one or two as, as a team. Say, but I, I'm I'm totally against this whole bringing in six six different players, six different coaches. Um, so. But, I mean, it's all every. It doesn't matter who you bring in as a manager. It's always a risk. I mean, even a manager that's won everything in the game can come in to your club and it can be rubbish. Uh, that it's just the just the way things go. Uh, look at the uh, the uh, Van Gaal now. I mean, the the, the the Dutch team. They used to be uh, really used to love watching the Dutch Dutch team because they were that that so attacking. And that, that's a thing that um, Marco van Basten from the, from the, during the week there, he said that coaches are ruining, are ruining football. He says because they've got players so frightened to have any individual skills, to use any skills at all, uh, that, uh, that, that the players are just so frightened to, to, to try anything different. And the, the, being overcoached was, was what he said. And that... If you, if you look at Rangers, then then Geo, and it sort of a works out as well, because he also said that there's nobody in the in the field these days that are willing to stand up and take the take the role of leader. 
He says, the Dutch team haven't got it. Now, I'll come back to our team. Everybody's saying Tavernier can't do it. So there's nobody in our team, nobody in Rangers team takes real control on the field as well. So that's a that's a thing. And it's maybe, maybe you've got a, a, a vision on it. Do you, what do you think? Do you think that coaches are overcoaching football? Because I certainly think that there is a, a danger of that and... And, and if you look at it, it used to be that it was always players in the in the in the papers. Now most of the headlines are about the coaches. So there's there's this sort of a football's turned on its head to it's the coaches that are the important people now in the game and not the players. Don't know what you're thinking that. Davy, I'll let you come into that first, MVP. Well, I'm I'm think of the day you know in the in, in the the changing room when uh, Walter Smith was was sitting facing. Uh, Michael Loudrup and Paul Gascoigne. And, I mean, what did Walter Smith have to offer them in terms of, here's what I want you to do, you know, in terms of tactics or, you know, I think it, it could have been no more than just go out and do what you're good at because how could you possibly tell Gascoigne and Loudrup, how, this is what I want you to do. Don't do that, do this. <laughs> Hold on, Walter. You know, you played with Dundee United. <laughs> you know, so... Uh, I, I don't think you can coach them to that level. You know, the way, you know, it's got to be, they've got to be a team and you've got to play to your strengths and, and the strengths of those players. But ultimately, you have to let the players go on with it. You know, I, I, how could you possibly tell Paul Gascoigne, Paul, you know, I want you to track back, you know, and when we lose possession, do this. When you've got a guy of, of that talent, and see me louder, you know, of that ability, you know, and, and all that he brought to Rangers and all that Loudrop brought to Rangers and and the coach is going to tell him what to do. I mean, I can understand, you know, within a structure. I, I think the, the, the tactics must be to the rest of the players, just get the ball to, to Loudrop, you know, and, and let him go on with it. So I, there's it's about quality of player, you know. It must be the, the, the more ability the players have, the less coaching's involved, I would guess, you know. So, but I'm hoping Michael Beale, the, but I think that the point about overcoaching seems to be, is that, I mean, I think there's a wee touch of it with England the other night when they, they were, you know, doing the, the Harry Maguire and Stones passing game. And it seems to be who would get the most touches. I think I counted 12. In one instance, they passed the ball between them. You know, they'd six touches each. And when they just got, and it just lasts, you God, this is just like being in the club deck watching Rangers. Uh, it was... <laughs> Tortuous, but I think you know that we need to be better than that. We need to be, you know, more confident that, that we can take these guys on and that we've got the ability to get through these guys at will and uh, not waiting for you know, wait five minutes, you know, with 20 touches of the ball before we think there's an opening. Let's go make it happen. Players should always be in the move, you know, that's it is fundamentally quite a simple game so and I think the better players you have then uh, the less coaching is involved so it's, I think it's tough players you need to coach good players as long as you've got enough of them then uh, you're pretty much home and hosed which is you know you saw did you see Messi's Argentina last night when the ball just gets played into him two touches first touch lays on bang goal you know so did the coach tell him to do that or did he just do it so I think he just did it. He's just got it. And and we want to, obviously. I think that the fundamental problem here for me is is the conversation, is, as I said earlier, between the board 
and Michael Beale. And setting out what is it we want to achieve here? What level do we want to get to? What are the, the milestones in progressing this thing? Because we're probably about three transfer windows away from Michael Beale being properly assessed in terms of what's Michael Beale bring, bringing to Rangers. We didn't even get that far with Geo because you could, it was as plain as the nose in your face that this was utter dung. And you know the, the, the approach was all too negative. It was all too slow. It was all too structured. You know, when uh, we're not making cars here, we're playing football. So get the right quality of player in, get them out there to do their thing and trust yeah. them. Yeah, no, no, you're spot on, David. And the overcoaching thing, I think that is football nowadays. And you, you made, I was going to bring up England the other night with Gareth Van Bronckhorst. It was, it was like watching Rangers the other night. It was, it was so slow and, and boring to watch. And, and I think coaches can have too much of an impact on players. I know it's sound, Davy, but there's not a Messi. Um, we don't have currently have, have a Messi. And, and when do you see a Rangers player get the ball from 25 yards and, and, and pick one out? We, something we just don't do enough. And I'm hoping you know that there are changes. I think I, I do think Bill will come in and, and it will get a bounce. I, I do believe that. But but again, something that you come on to there, recruitment. Our recruitment has not been good enough um, in yeah. the last few mm. windows. And that is where I look at our squad at the moment and I'm like, we're still lacking in, in a lot of areas. And, and we could get Pep Guardiola in and, and until January, um, you know, where he's able to go and get some players. You know, it's going to be tough. We've, we've got four, three or four games before before the window opens and then you've got a game in the second. So, you know, re realistically, we've got four or five games with, with, without any, any new players. You know, for me, David T, I'll, I'll come on Sorry. to you. Go, go, Mason, go. can I just come in on that point? Because, I mean, look at Ryan Kent. Now, you're not telling me that Ryan Kent all of a sudden become a bad player overnight. Something has happened to Ryan Kent, whether he's, he's told to, to be stuck out in the wing all the time. And I think we've, we've discussed this before. But, I mean, he's a perfect example of a player that just looks like he's just lost all confidence. Uh, he looks like he's, he's been tied to do a certain role in the team. And that all his all his own skill, his imaginary things that he tries, has all just been taken away from him. And I mean, players do have bad periods, but I just think that that Ryan Ken has just been suffering from overcoaching. You've got to do this, you've got to do that. And uh, I mean, let's face it, Ryan Ken. I mean, he he's been put in a far more defensive role now. The most important thing was that he was tracking back and defending and then trying to get the ball and doing great things to get his chances. But No, that's one thing, one player that you can just see that something's happened that's just taken all confidence away from him and he doesn't dare to try anything anymore. But 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 David, I'll stay with you, David T. On, on Ryan Kent, and, and and I agree. I think. He, he, but does he want to be it? You know, it's it's all right. We can we can say, oh, the manager's done this to that that one. For me, he's he's sort of you know his persona and the way he's been coming across is is to me is someone that he's actually got better towards the end. But there was a period there where I looked at him and was like, you don't want to be it. And 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 I think Bill needs to come in. And again, I'm coming back to it. But he needs to come in and and, and be ruthless and be you know if players don't want to be it, they shouldn't be playing. And, and and I think Ryan Kent has, has come has come has been one of them. I think he's been in the team even when his his performances have been miles off it. I find it hard to believe that a player goes out onto the park and thinks, 
I'm gonna I'm just gonna blaze about today. I really find I think first of all, and I, I keep going on about it, but I think first of all, if you're fit enough, yeah, then you're good enough. Uh, if, the skill these players have got that skill, but if they, if they're not fit, then they become lazy and they don't try things, and that might not be uh, that that might just be losing your head. I mean, it might not be you. You might not think that you're 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 uh, that you're, you're lacking things, but obviously your your fitness level has a big uh, influence in that. So, but um, I I can only say from my from my over my own situation, I had a boss that that I, I just couldn't go on with. I, we can we just hated each other, and my life was hell for for about three, four, five years under him, and. I, I didn't want to be there, but it's still I still went out and had to do my job. Otherwise, I would have got sacked. But that was the one thing I never gave him a chance to sack me. But um, I know what it's like to work under a, a boss that you that, that you hate and you can't stand, and he can't stand you. It's, it's absolutely horrible, and that's what I think it could be a part of. Uh, I, there's definitely something happened with, with the players and and Geo, especially at the end up. Um, because I don't, as I say, I don't believe that I don't believe that these players went from beating PSV a few months ago to the seven-one drubbing by Liverpool uh, that bad in such a short time. I really find it hard that, uh, to 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 yeah, get to know why. I mean, why why can we why can we all of a sudden in two, in three four uh, two months or what was it? Uh, become so bad in two months it's, it's, it's just unbelievable I'll it, must, it must be mentally I mean it's not that it can't be it must be something in their heads it's turned because it can't be uh, the, the, you can't lose the, a skill that you've you've had for years all, all, in two, all in two months it's impossible but I'll throw that again to you Davey it would, uh, would the, the, that's what these squad of players have done that's what they've done over and over. They've done. They've been brilliant, and then suddenly, bang! We're back when they're back down. The consistency level just hasn't been there. You know that, that that's that's what they've done the whole, whole time here. But but David P, I'll, I'll come to you on this one before we move on to, to finish up on the World Cup. I think this is a really really good point from from Teddy Bear, and and Bill is going to come under a lot of scrutiny, and and, and you know I think there's going to be a lot of backlash as well in terms of him leaving QPR, and you know comes under even more pressure if, if the Rangers job. You know, isn't more pressure enough, but the board appointing him and there is man, they need to back him. And that is going to be the, the biggest thing, I think, for, for January um, as, and the summer. He needs backing and it, we need to get quality players in the building. It almost goes without saying, Mason, that if the, if the board are going to bring Michael Beal in and not give the guy the resources to actually do the job that they've just discussed with him, then they're more to blame than he is. So, but Michael 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 Beale's not stupid, right? So the conversation between the grown-up board and, and the grown-up Michael Beale has got to be along the lines of what resources can I expect to bolster the squad and, and to deal with because Michael Beale knows these players. What can am I going to do with some of the players that I'm going to inherit? Because I he, he will know some of these players very well. So he knows what he's walking into to a large extent. So, having agreed that, then the board have to deliver. The board have to deliver here. So, if he's not going to get the adequate resources to, to change things, to actually make a change, so then then he'd be better not to take the job because he's been set up for a fall. So, if he's not going to get 
that required resource in place from the outset, at least, you know, kind of broad brush numbers, then he would be stupid to take the job because he's uh, he's heading for a fall. And then in terms of, you know, you're right, Michael Beale will come in and, and put his arm around some players. And I'm hoping that he, he does that. But in terms of Morelis, I'm hoping that when he puts his arm around him, it will be, will be to usher him to the taxi that sat outside Ibrox to take him to the airport because he, he is not a team player. You know, and, and you're going to have to have honestly honest conversations with some of these players as to what do you actually bring? Because his job is really about synergy, isn't it? You know, it's about, you know, individual components with varying levels of ability and trying to put these guys together to make them into something more than the sum of the parts. You know, it's kind of cliche shite, right? But that's that's essentially his job. So some of these bits are, that he's, he's been left to do that won't be the required parts. So they need jettisoned and he needs to bring in quality to, to plug the gaps. And if, if we're relying on Ross Wilson on his track record to do that, then Jesus Christ, Michael Beale's got some job. I almost feel sorry for him. And the guy's not even stepped over the door. <laughs> That's it. And the, the pressure's on big, big time with, with Ross Wilson because, you know, obviously he's not going anywhere. So he needs to deliver as well this, this January. This window, if, if, he, if he doesn't deliver this one, then he should be another one joining Morelos in that taxi, Davey P. Yeah. Um, he, will, will, he will be driving it. <laughs> <laughs> free, of, free of charge. <laughs> Um, David T, let, let's finish it up then. The last point on Michael Bill, and, and there's some comments now about about the rebuild. So Tom Lawrence, um, you know, is is going to be back sooner rather than later. There was a rumor going around uh, last week from the Scottish press that he was going to be out till March, which thankfully thankfully was was wrong, and, and we're hoping to have him, you know, January time. Um, but obviously, he's been out a while. But, but how many signings would you like us to make, you know, Bill to go and make in, in uh, January, WT? Well, I don't, I don't think it's going to take one window. I think this is going to be a, a bigger window. So I, I think January will be a, 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 a bit of sticky tape over the over the, 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 the bad bits. Um, I think the big the big turnaround will be next year. I think that's, so there'll be a lot of players going. I think he will will sell a lot of players. Hopefully, get some money in. Um, and we get over Kamara. He might be the only one that sort of goes uh, the January window because I think he he chopped it when uh, when he, the knees still didn't go through. I think he was hoping that he was going to France uh, to play. But um, I think I think the big uh, build will be next year. So I, I I'm not really expecting that much in January to be that honest with you. I, th- I think. The, the board are more hoping that they can get this team on the track on track. Um, I, I will be really surprised if we bring in a lot of players in January. It's, it's the worst time to bring in players as well. Yeah. But I don't know. There might be a watching the World Cup. There's a few players that have, maybe maybe we can uh, we can get Bayern Munich to take Bill uh, Tillman back and bring that guy. Is it Davies you call him that, that plays for Canada? Uh, he was quite good, although he didn't do too well today. But um, no, there's a few players there that, that uh, we, we could be looking at. But um, no, I think I, I, I really think that most of the team need to go. I, I, there's not really a player that I would I would say I would like to keep him. To be honest with you, I think it's time for the even Tavernier and uh, and Goldson. I think it's time for them to move on and uh, let, let's start afresh. 
yeah, there's no time for sentiment. And, uh, you know, that that's the big thing for me. And that's going to be where I think Bill will foul or not. I think if he's going to keep the players that, that have kicked, you know, fouling for us time and time again, then then he's he's going to foul. So, yeah, and, and, and it's going to be interesting, you know, how the ball back him um, with, with new players. I, I, I would like to go and get three players to January. I think if we, we've got to get a right winger um, and, and another striker and, and a midfielder for me. They're, they're the three positions, but finances. And as you said, David, January is a very difficult, difficult window to, to get players in. Um, well, it certainly would be good, good to get Morelos away in January already because we'll get hopefully maybe a couple hundred thousand for him instead of, I mean, I know they were talking about millions uh, years ago, uh, about a year ago, but, um, but there's no way we're getting that now, especially if he's still in the condition that he was in. But, uh, it's, it's unfortunate because I, 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 it's another, another, I don't understand that he, he didn't get himself fit because he it must have. It, it, it just can't have that deep fight that uh, I want. I want to do my best. You must have lost that somewhere, and you can't do that as a professional footballer. I mean, you're a professional. It's it's, it's your job. You should be doing it to your best of your ability. You shouldn't need a coach to to to, to get that into you. So no, nah, hopefully Morelos goes, and it breaks my heart to see it because I love Morelos, but um, yeah, I, I think he just he, we need to get, try and get some money for him, even if even if it's five hundred thousand or a, a million. Would be be great if we could cover the million it cost us to, to buy him. That would be great, and then uh, it means it means we've had all these years from him, service from him for uh, for a million pound or for nothing if we get a million for him. So that would I, be... I, just, I just can't see the state he's in. Anyone coming in for him, Davy? I think if they're going to take a gamble on Morelos, I think it's going to be free in, in the summer. I think he's going to we're going to be paying his wages for another few months yet. Uh, in an ideal world, we we get rid of you know him and. And a couple of others that just are not contributing anything, but you know we we know that that you know that that's not the way that that, that it, it works. Um, and and the, the most important, you know, just to finish up on, on January, I just want it to be quality over quantity because we've got too many players similar. If, if if we only get two players and they're quality players, I'll take that over five six average ones. So so that that's the big thing. But but David P, let's let's finish up then with a with a World Cup. We, you know we we did promise Colin who's enjoying himself in Mexico at the moment that we would, you know, touch on on the World Cup. So so let's let's finish up on that. But what 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 who's impressed you uh, during this World Cup and uh, who's your favourites at the moment? I think uh, France, from what I've seen, you know, look, Mbappe just looks unplayable, doesn't he? Just their quality just throughout that side. So they're France have been the standout for me so far. Uh, but, I mean, there's been a few, you know, low-low results, eh? And it kind of, to hark back to, you know, uh, when Van Bronckhurst is telling them after the Ajax that we can't, we can't compete. You know, and and it's and if you believe you can't, then you won't. And then you look at, you know, some of the results that we've had when Saudi Arabia playing Argentina. You know, so on paper, you look at those two sides, it's just not even a contest. It's not even a contest. And yet, here, Saudi Arabia won 2 1. So, and that's what, what's unforgivable for me about Gio. And, and, and when he's he's giving them a ready made excuse, we can't. And so, but to go back to the World Cup, you know, you can see that uh, what what the difference a coach can make. So, I mean, Qatar have just been, they were, that's just. Gosh, what they they're Sterling Albion who have just been in a, a coaching session for five months, you know, very well organized. But in terms of you just can't make honey be shite. 
as my mum used to say. So you you uh, they are what they are. So, but uh, certainly in t- terms of the France, I mean, I'm I'm sorry to see the Jerry's go out. <laughs> they drew. They drew one all. I don't know. They, they get back. They get back to one each. Yeah. Thing. Are they still in it? Back in. Back in. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a few surprises, but you know, it'll be, the, it'll be Brazil, France, there'll be uh, England, will probably be in the last eight, uh, probably the last four, maybe. You know, they will do their way to bore us to, to tears. But I mean, uh, you look at that England team and Gareth Southgate, yeah, just the, my, my standout win. When I looked at England's bench the other night and then I looked at the 11 he started with. I'm thinking, I think he could replace all of those people, you know, with a better team. And so he's got, but he's kind of loyal and he, he, he plays this system. And then he went out. So if, if we don't see radical changes, then uh, Gareth Southgate will be joining Geo, wherever they are, in the south of France somewhere for the summer or the winter. You know, but in terms of the World Cup, I've, I've watched a few games. It's been uh, some good. But what what it does do is that the breadth of players, you know, Ecuador, Mexico, you know, even some of the Middle Eastern teams, Iran, even Morocco today, you know, so there are good players out there. And if we had a scouting network worthy of of the name, you would be thinking we would be accessing some of these players, you know, and, and, you know, their peers. So there is talent out there. We just need to... uh, Put, put in place, you know, which I'm hoping what Michael D will do. He's going to bring systems and processes to, to the to the Rangers and put in things in place which will eventually lead to success on the pitch. It's not there's no magic wand. It's about doing things right and doing the right things. <clears throat> so and, and that's all I'm expecting. But he's got a huge job. But but more important, who's got a bigger job are the Rangers board. Because if the Rangers board don't do this properly, Michael's doomed from the word go. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that will be an interesting one tomorrow. And I can't wait for his, hopefully, you know, tomorrow and we can see his press conference because there's going to be some some juicy questions asked there and, and interesting answers. Davey T, let's come on to you then with a World Cup. Who, who's impressed you and who's, who's your, your favourites to, to win it? Well, really... Uh... I think the games have been pretty crap that they've been on up till now. Um, I mean, Brazil scored a brilliant goal, but I think the big the big talking points for me um, is far again. I don't know if you remember the Canada game against Belgium. I think it was they should they should have been four penalties. They got one in the beginning, and then they they should have been four other penalties. And how far missed it? How how they said it wasn't a penalty? I don't know. And then a couple of games later, you get uh, Portugal, you get uh, Ronaldo. He lets himself uh, just fall onto the ground. Nobody, nobody touches him. And Far gives a penalty. And I think, right, no, this, this, this is rigged. This, this can't be uh, any other way than rigged. Because uh, how, how you can give the one and or not give the one and then give that for Ronaldo, then it was unbelievable. But that, that's the sort of a things that, that have jumped out at me. The other, the other thing that's jumped out is this blooming armband, this rainbow armband crap that we're, we're seem to be getting built up with. Stopping a, a Welsh woman getting into the game because she's wearing a, a, a rainbow hood. 
Nah, this is just a World Cup that should never have happened. It, it should never. It was just, uh, if you want to talk about this World Cup, it should all be about corruption and FIFA. Um, the head of the head of FIFA even now. If you take it that FIFA's a, their, their, their head office is in Switzerland, and he lives in Qatar because he's not he can't go and live in Switzerland because the the, the Swiss police are after him for, for for fraud and corruption. So I mean that's uh, that that's the head of your your FIFA wanted by the police. It's, it's just totally unreal. So this World Cup for me, I'm afraid. So Argentina were, were quite good today. They, they turned it round. Messi and the second goal was absolutely a peach of a goal. But the games, uh, they've, they've been pretty pretty rubbish up until now. Canada, I really thought Canada were, were great against the Belgians. And then today they just didn't turn up. They just uh, they fell through. So, don't know. Then the other one, the other one was, um, I, was I can't remember who it was, but... They lost to Costa Rica. They were really brilliant in the first game and then they lost to Costa Rica, which I couldn't Japan. understand. Japan. Japan, yeah, that, that's right, Japan. Yeah, the, the Japanese were great in the first game and then this is the second game against Costa Rica, they, they lose that. So, really funny, funny some games, the Germans lose. I don't know, see, you were talking about South Africa. Did, did you in Britain get the, the film of the South African coach in the dressing room at half-time? So no. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. The way, and that's the way that's the way coach should be. It was really getting them to getting them pepped up to go and listen, yours are out this your first your big chance, get out there and and he was jumping about and <laughs> really, really quite funny. So no, but that's uh that is it's as I say, this is a it's a World Cup about corruption and not uh not not really about football. Football's a secondary secondary thing. Yeah, keep my, my Mr. Grumpy uh, hat on for that one. Yeah, no, it's, I agree in terms of it should never have happened, but it's been a bit weird watching games in, in December. That I just I can't really get into it. I'm, I'm, I'm be honest, this I just want to get Rangers back to, to be honest with you. But but yeah, I, I'm with you, David P. France are my favourites at the minute. I, I don't think anyone's been great though. I don't. I think there's there's been some average sides in there, and there, there has been a lot of you know uh, shock results. But I think the tournament. Once you get into the the next round after the group stage, that's when it starts heating up, and you see, you know, some some better teams. But yeah, if, if I had to put money on anyone, it'd be France. Jason, one of the good points I think which could come from this uh, would be the amount of time that they've added on at the end of the games, yeah. which is uh, <clears throat> which is a pro probably more truly reflects the, the stoppages which have been happening throughout the game. Because <clears throat> one of the sources of frustration for me is is the amount of time that's added on when it's you just think it's completely made up. We had an instance recently, the game at Ibrooks, I think it may have been the Livingston game, where they added on they added on a few minutes at the end. But during the, the, the added on minutes, we had the you know the rolling about the grounds, you know, and then the, the, the medical staff are on treating them. And then we don't further add on, you know, that time because I would I'm would be quite happy for the referees to let them roll about the ground. But just go tell them that every minute you lie there will be added on at the end of the game and see how long they lie there because they've, they've been absolutely played, some of these people. And the SPFL, you know, really should be sending out some sort of edict to the referees in terms of, you know, the, the Livingstons. And, and most clubs actually who come to Ibrox who are hell-bent on wasting time from the outset and just explain to them 
you're wasting time is a waste of time because we will just add it all on at the end. You know, and if we're here until half past six, so be it. Because that would put a stop to it. And can you imagine though, they, can you yeah? imagine if they done it? Can you imagine if they done it the games that, that we play? We'd be playing till the next day. Yeah. <laughs> but that's they should the referee should just explain to them, see, you know, when they've down to a fine art and McGregor's quite good at it, you know, when we play in Europe, you know, when he's, he throws the ball away and down to the black arts. But I think if, if they understand from the outset that there's actually no benefit in doing it, that this time will just be added on at the end of the game, then you could cut a lot of that out, which is just, uh, I mean, it's, it's just tantamount to cheating for me, but... But Davey, can I just come in? Over. Off my chest. <laughs> Bob, Bob, Bob at Celtic, they get about 14 minutes now. How long will they get if they bring in this yeah. new rule? Celtic get about 45 minutes extra. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Play to uh, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, we just have to send another referee. We agree one referee and then at the last minute change it so that the guy that's been bribed just isn't actually the referee. It's <laughs> Celtic, it's just keep playing to your score, isn't it? That's, mm. that's the way the referees go with that one. That's what it will be. But boys, let's let's finish it off there. And I just wanna we can't do a score prediction this week, but Curry's putting a, a question. So when you say your goodbyes tonight, please uh, answer this one. Would you want David King back on the ball? So, first off, I'll say David T. Thanks for coming on tonight. Uh, would you want David King, uh, Dave King, back on the ball? Um, if he's going to improve it right now, then uh, I, would, I would like to, to see it. If it's going to put in money, then yeah. But um, I, I, if, he either should get on the board and do something, or he should just get out the road and let the board go on with our with our work. Uh, because this sniping in the, in the in the media and sniping through 1872 is just a load of crap. Um, it, it should either, I mean, I've, I've nothing against him coming back if, if he's going to make a difference, help. But getting, uh, that's a swipe from the wings. No, I, I, just, I just don't. I, either do something or get out of it and leave the club alone. That, that's the way I'm sort of a positioned. Nice one. Cheers, Davey. David P, thanks for coming on tonight. So, what's your thoughts? Thanks, Dave. guys. It's good. Uh, I, I must admit that uh, <clears throat> Dave King has a special place in my heart because, you know, in 2014, when himself and the Three Bears stumped up the money, they'd bought the shares at the new year, got to the AGM, and absolutely saved us from the abyss. And that was done with Dave King going into his own pocket with his own money buying those shares. So he took some gamble that day. So there was a whole load of, you know, rescue rangers, and I think we raised £750,000. I mean, it, so the rangers family worldwide raised £750,000, and Dave King fought into his own pocket to the tune of about £15 million to buy those shares that won as the AGM that got rid of the spivs. So for that and for nothing else... Dave King bats for Rangers, and I would have him back in a New York minute because the current board and the lack of communication, Douglas Park, I don't think I've even I've ever heard Douglas Park's voice, never mind anything else, you know, never mind what his thoughts are. So Dave King, for me, he, he comes with all his flaws. He's not perfect, you know, and, you know, sometimes he would, he would drive you nuts. But uh, 
he is 100% a Rangers man. I would have him any day of the week. Cheers, David. And I agree. I, I, I'll finish it off. And yeah, and, and, and I'd have Dave King back in a second. I think as soon as Dave King left, I think as a football club, we've, we've gone stout. So I would have, I'd have Dave King back in a, in a second. I think, I think you've summed it up perfectly well there. Davey P, and thanks again for tonight, boys. And uh, thanks for everyone for watching and, and commenting as always. Uh, the aim will be on, we at the moment will be on next Sunday, but we may do a little emergency one if Michael Bill gets announced in the next couple of days, if we can get uh, enough on, but watch out for the socials and, um, you know, we'll, we'll post if we're going to be coming on the next couple of nights. But as always, thanks for watching. We are the people. Thank you.